Welcome to the Latin Tutor Podcast. If your child is struggling in Latin, then look no further. My name is Emma Williams, and I'm here with practical tips and strategies to help you to help your child. Or maybe you're a teacher, wondering about the best approaches to the trickiest concepts in this unforgiving subject. With my 21 years as a teacher of Latin, as well as a private tutor, I've got a lot of experience to share with you. So if you're ready, incipiamus, let's begin. Welcome to episode five of the Latin Tutor podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be exploring why it is that your child might be struggling with the particular course that they're studying in school. Now, that might sound quite a negative standpoint to take, but let's face it, if you are listening to this, it's probably because your child is struggling. And that probably means that whatever course they're studying, it's not working for them. And this can be true whichever course their school has chosen to use. There really is no ideal course book. But what I plan to do is take a look at the two key different types of course book that are used in schools and explore why it is that your child may be struggling so that you can understand where it is that a tutor might be coming from when they come to support them. If your child is in secondary school, it's quite likely that their main experience of Latin from the beginning of school involved the Cambridge Latin course or perhaps Subarani. Those are the two most widely used textbooks with Key Stage 3. There is also a course called De Romanis, which is slightly different, but it doesn't seem to be used in that many schools just as yet. Now, the key thing that you need to know if your child is working with either the Cambridge Latin course or Subarani is that these are reading courses. So this was an idea that started up with real verve and vigour in the 1970s. Ironically, it's still considered the new, modern, radical way of teaching Latin, which if you think about something that was started in the 1970s, that does seem rather odd. The principle was that we don't want to teach children the dull, hardcore rules of grammar as the background to what they're studying. We want them to be able to read fluidly. We want them to engage with the stories of the ancient world. And therefore, that's the approach that the books take. Now, there's all sorts to be said for how exciting the stories are. And especially with Subarani, which has been written quite recently, it's actually pretty edgy stuff and certainly is no holds barred about how grim the ancient world was. It takes a very frank look at uh, slavery. I've got my issues with just how edgy it is given that year seven will be using these textbooks but overall I, I applaud the approach. Cambridge Latin course has been recently revamped although most schools won't as yet have moved to the new edition. Everybody knows about Caecilius and everybody loves him. Who knew that a white middle-aged banker could be a hero to so many youngsters? There is something utterly wonderful about book one and it's undeniable that students really relate to it. Things tend to get a little bit less exciting from book two onwards. So if your child 
has been studying the Cambridge Latin course and is now on the blue book or the green book and suddenly they're not so interested, don't be surprised. Now, levels of interest aside, what is the problem with these courses? Well, if a teacher takes the right approach and supplements the grammar deeply, not a great deal. However, students tend to have a huge amount of often irrelevant vocabulary hurled at them from the beginning. That's in order to make the stories exciting and engaging. But of course, the trouble is that that tends to mean that your child is in cognitive overload. That means they've got too much in their working memory, which I've talked about in previous episodes. And that means they're really going to struggle with the new grammar concepts that they are being taught because they're so overloaded by the vocabulary. This is the main issue that I find when I start working with GTs who are using either of those two courses. In addition, reading courses tend to move swiftly through the grammar points so far as they are taught. And there is very little, in fact, no revisiting and repetition. This is one of their biggest faults. So if the classroom teacher doesn't constantly revisit and repeat concepts that were taught previously and endings and vocabulary that were taught previously, then everything that your child learns tends to go out of the window. Of course, they may well be limited by time. If they don't have a great deal of time to spend with the class in some schools, for example, the one I used to work in, I only saw my year sevens once a week. And depending on which day of the timetable that fell upon, that might mean realistically I only saw them four or five times in a half term. I might miss a Monday because of a bank holiday or a Friday because of an inset. And before you know it, you've got hardly any time with them at all. If your child is studying for common entrance, again, there's a variety of approaches that their school may be using. Approaches taken by prep schools tend to be more traditional, and by that I mean (laughs) pre-1970s. And that means that they do tend to focus more on the grammar. They tend to hurl less vocabulary at the students and focus on a limited amount of vocabulary, which does give them some chance of engaging with the learning in front of them. However, of course, the flip side is that some children are dreadfully bored by the stories that they are given to translate. And because the books take this grammar-based approach, they can struggle with that. There really is no answer. And of course, every child is going to respond differently depending on what course it is that they are given, how they feel about the subject, how they feel about their teacher, what approach that teacher takes. There are so many factors that are going to affect how your child copes in that class. There really is no one single answer. Schools obviously need to take whatever approach they feel is most appropriate for the majority of the class. The reality, however, is that is going to mean that approach isn't ideal for some of the children in front of them. And that, of course, is where a tutor can help. Ideally, you want a tutor who has a really thorough knowledge of whatever course it is that your child is being taught through, 
but is also able to supplement that with different approaches. So in fact, the ideal is a tutor that has experience of a huge variety of different approaches, different course books and different ways of looking at the subject. A good tutor will know the strengths and the weaknesses of the course that your child is working with and the approach that their teacher has taken. And they'll be able to mitigate against the problems in that course and supplement your child's learning exactly where it's needed. Thank you for listening to episode five of the Latin Tutor podcast. Next time, in the final episode of season one, I'll be picking up where I've left off and taking a closer look at what a good Latin tutor can really do to help your child. Obviously, by good Latin tutor, I basically mean me. Apparently, there are others.